0: I'm Kendall, and I'm Simon, and this is when the light goes out. So today, Simon's here with us. It's okay though, because still got Bree here. Bree still with us. Say hey, Bree from the back. We love you. We love you.
1: (laughs) I know I got big shoes to fill, but I'm going to do
0: my best to to keep this podcast rolling. (laughs) Yeah, no, Bree's okay, everyone. She's just a little under weather today, so we decided to just swap it out a little bit. We have Simon here with us, and I'm excited. This is going to be fun. Yeah,
1: cool. She'll slap me on the head if I make any mistakes. Don't worry,
0: guys. (laughs) She's right here. She's just chilling on the couch. We love it. We love it. Um, so we had just talked about it a little bit briefly, me and Bree, uh, before we started the show about some of the unfortunate happenings that had taken place s- the last week. I want to say, um, plenty of stuff, a lot a of stuff. Shootings. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. So if you guys aren't familiar, there was uh, a very very fatal shooting that had occurred and. In- Palm Springs? Uh, I want to check. Colorado Springs. I totally messed up. I am so sorry. So this was in Colorado Springs. And unfortunately, five people have been shot down at a LGBTQ nightclub called, um, I think, if I if I remember correctly, I think it's Club Q. And 18 were injured. And I just want to say... My heart goes out to those families that have to, unfortunately, go through this because it's just anarchy out here, guys, with these guns. These gun laws are just getting so out of hand. And
1: I mean, it's terrible. <sighs> it's just terrible at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, there was that other story. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where it was coming out from where six college students were stabbed.
0: Yeah, we were just talking about yeah, that. Slapped in their uh, sleeps,
1: And uh, four? Four? No, the fifth, a fifth one died. Yeah, and uh, the police have butchered that investigation, apparently. Really? Yep, that's the last story I I read, is that they've butchered the investigation. They've gone nowhere with it. So, like, whoever, whatever monster did this, is just out here scot-free right now.
0: And that's, that's another thing. I just never feel that the media sometimes doesn't give these stories the closure they need. And I feel like they just summarize them in certain ways and I'm not calling out any specific social media I mean sorry any specific media companies or anything like that because we don't want to get sued but <laughs> there are a lot of them out there that just don't cover these cases the way they should be covered
1: I mean it's about the the catastrophe not the closure in it definitely the, definitely
0: know? and I know bri had also mentioned that there was a I think a shooting on a school bus um I think uh there uh, was Vir- a...
1: uh I think it was a uh... Virginia player or Tennessee? Yeah. Uh, Football, Virginia football players. Three of them died. Wow. Um, One of them survived the shooting. Um, It was a former football player who had been cut, from what I understand.
0: Oh, that's just so heartbreaking to hear. Wow. Yeah, again, guys, definitely research this kind of stuff. Inform yourselves, because this stuff is real. And, again, going back to just specifically just... uh, The Club Q shooting just because as a gay black man in this world, it's scary. Don't get me wrong. It happens anywhere. But just knowing and I know this this show comes out on Friday, but I know on Wednesday, I know I have a lot of friends. I want to go out, things like that, you know, enjoy themselves because it's a holiday and it's just so scary because I'm just like I'm scared. You can't enjoy
1: your own time. Yeah, You, you can't even just like feel safe going out and having a good time with friends. And, and, and
0: that's just sickening and I don't even yeah I don't feel safe anymore I just it's, I it's terrible the thought of like this happening anywhere in the world is just terrifying
1: and no one should have to think like that
0: no no one, the one should have of, to feel like the amount of the hate that people have it's just it, it's beyond me it's truly beyond me I don't know why and I don't want on a, I don't even want to understand how people people's minds work the way they do but it's truly just devastating to even see this on the news and having to just you know at some point i feel like a lot of the world just becomes numb to it and oh yeah there's about such it.
1: a desensitization i don't know if i said that right no i think so. like De- sin- you know desensitized. everyone's desensitized to it so like you know it's just
0: because it yeah it's so it's
1: it's tragic and we all think it's tragic but like you know we don't know how that mother feels of a 25 year old who's just now gone yeah we don't know how you know that family feels and you know, it's it's just on to the next one. It feels like, mm. you know, a lot of the times it's it's awful.
0: It really breaks. It just breaks my heart. I don't even I don't even have the words. Yeah, <laughs> and you even. just get the
1: same people coming on TV being like, "Oh, this was a terrible tragedy. It never should have happened." But nothing.
0: It shouldn't changed. happen yeah. again. Like, yeah. You know. When will this end? That's my question. It's just it's just crazy and. Again, you know, I I see everyone on, like, social media giving their thoughts and prayers and things like that. But, like, how can we really change this, though? Like, how can we inform each other about gun safety? How can we make sure that, you know, if we have kids, our kids are safe, but they're also, you know, in a safe space to feel like they need to come forward if they're having any problems? Because, you know, when it comes... You know, that's... I think, if I'm not mistaken, that school bus shooting was a kid that had brought a gun onto the school bus and yeah. had shot these these football yeah. players. And it just... It's just crazy to me, because I'm thinking, like, how did this kid get the allowance to have this gun and bring it to school? Like...
1: I mean, <sighs> and it, it's like, uh how can we go through this as a people instead of this division? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like... How can we be united in all of this and be like, hey, this is a problem. This is not just a one individual problem or a certain corner of the world problem. This is a problem that we have to deal with, and it's our problem. Yeah. So we need to learn how to come together, really.
0: Yeah, definitely. And deal with this. And on a a, just a slightly slightly lighter note, uh, I know that. Thanksgiving was just a day ago by the time this comes out. So happy Thanksgiving. Happy everyone. Thanksgiving, guys. <laughs> happy Thanks Turkey Turkey Day. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and I, I hope everyone's just staying safe out there. If you guys, you know, I know a lot of people around Thanksgiving like to just have a lot of fun with their friends and family. Again, be safe out there. It gets crazy around this time of, this time of year, especially, you know. I don't know if it's the way it always used to be, but I know Black Friday is today, too. Or Friday, technically. Um, again, if you guys are doing shopping, things like that, just stay safe,
1: enjoy yourself, be safe, drive safe. Please. Yeah, That's and I,
0: all. I already know here in Detroit. Uh, how could I forget this? I know that. Sorry to bring it back down, but I couldn't leave this out. But, um, if I'm not mistaken, there was another shooting in Detroit that had happened, and two people were shot during the light, the tree lighting ceremony. Okay. that happened last Friday, if I'm not mistaken, too. Really, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, what the hell? (laughs) Like, oh my gosh! It's It's the nicest thing of the year. I can't even go outside anymore without thinking who who might pull a gun out at some point. I don't know. Yeah,
1: no, it's no way to live. At the end of the day, it's no way to live.
0: (sighs) Yeah, no, definitely not. But to bring it back up again, uh, yeah. I know that we had <laughs> we had run into each other at the mall. Um, what was it, Saturday? Yeah, it was Saturday. I was telling Bree, I was like mildly hungover at the time, and I was just going through it for a minute. And then I just look over with my slightly fainted eyes, and I'm like, who? Is that Simon that's coming into the store? <laughs> we and, were in express. And there I was,
1: stressed out, buying, for... <laughs> buying clothes for a wedding. And Colin and to help me because she gets all the clothes <laughs> I wear. She's, you know, she's hey, my stylist.
0: Not to toot my own horn, but. Uh, no, no,
1: Kendall Kendall pulled through, guys. I, I would like, have not made it.
0: Like an angel sent from heaven in that moment. And I was like, hell yeah, let's get this done. No, some do things are
1: just meant to be. And uh, Kendall I'm was that saying. for me.
0: I'm just saying. I was just there picking up some clothes. And I was like, let's do this. Let's do it. <laughs> so I ended up
1: looking pretty great.
0: <laughs> no i don't want to
1: lie best one at the wedding no nah, i'm just kidding no i bet but...
0: <laughs> no i bet <laughs> no i love it Yeah, no. between me and you yeah <laughs> i love it so today i have got a story ready for us and this story is a listener's recommended story um i i think we're on episode <clears throat> 13 so that's Kinda of crazy. We're in our teenage years now, so
1: thirteen's an unlucky number though. Yeah.
0: Oh don't say that. Triscopecophobia. <laughs> fear oh, wait, of the number thirteen.
1: Yeah. Triskapecophobia.
0: What's triskapecophobia?
1: It's a fear of the number thirteen.
0: Wait, I didn't know that's a thing. Yeah. That's really a thing. Yeah, it's
1: an actual phobia. Oh
0: my god. Yeah. The more you know. Holy shit. Guys.
1: Shout out Mr. Magney.
0: Yeah. Does anyone have Trisca? I can you even say
1: you it. got it. Just
0: go prep it. Uh, anyways, it's cool.
1: Just just comment if you need me to pronounce it again.
0: guys. <laughs> Seriously, we need some <laughs> pronunciations on that one. But yeah, so this story was a uh, listener recommended story. This is Chris that recommended this. So shout out to you, Chris. Shout out, Chris. Chris, we love you. Thank Deal. you for um, sending the story in to us. And yeah, so I don't want to waste any more time. Without further ado, let's get into the story. So the story starts out in Labbitt County, Kansas. On Tuesday, May 6th, 1873, 75 men traveled to a great distance through mud and gravel to continue their search for a missing local physician, William York. William had been last seen traveling the prairies of Kansas earlier that spring and hadn't been uh, seen since. The man obtained help from local official Leori Dick, who also at the time had simultaneously had been locating his missing cousin. Eventually, the search brought the group to a cabin in the middle of the prairie, only 10 feet away from the Osage Trail. They look around and they see starving and dead animals around the area. And as they knock on the cabin, they get no answer and found that the cabin appeared to be abandoned. So, they then bust open the uh, wooden door and then all of a sudden, the local official, Leroy Dick, and some other of the the men that were falling behind him abruptly get whiffs of strong, vile odors of death and decay. Ew. Yeah. Really bad. So, some of the men are trying their hardest to ignore the urge to regurgitate, which I don't blame them because I would definitely throw up if i have to smell this yeah sack. i've never
1: smelled that but i don't think it would smell oh, good oh
0: yeah uh, i i don't think i can do that no. i can't even hardly put up with like bad food in my refrigerator i can Definitely not do that. No, so. we
1: can talk about it on the podcast, but, like, that's as far as I go. Uh, no. Personally? Uh, no. Nah. <laughs> not true. I, I work retail. The bathrooms get bad enough.
0: So. <gasps> oh, no. No, no, no. I get that.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Uh, I can imagine. I've seen some
1: shit. I... You- you you want to suggest I got horror stories we can tell on this podcast oh god, oh god. the bathroom
0: horror stories oh my god that, that <laughs> would
1: really haunt y'all
0: well the group then splits up to find and locate just where the smell is coming from and inside the cabin Louie describes this cabin to be a 16 by 24 foot single room divided by one single white canvas sheet that was often used for white horse uh drawing wagons at the time yeah And so, Leroy then proceeds to walk into the cabin and draws a curtain aside to unveil a well-furnished living space covered in waste and grime engulfed in flies. Nice. You love that, right?
1: Right. Find that on Zillow and shit, you
0: know? On Zillow? (laughs) (laughs) Well, with a given scene before Leroy, he finds that the space appeared to have been abandoned for quite some time. But... Wherever the landowners went, they appear to have been left in quite a hurry. So as Leroy continues to scuff the space in the middle of the cabin near the canvas sheet, he picks up a Bible with a ripped spine, laying near the wooden table. Creeping closer and closer to the floor next to the table, uh, table, Leroy then discovers what is a trap door underneath the table. This is also in the kitchen area, by the way. Okay. So he then pulls the table aside, revealing a leather strap used, to, used as a handle, and he pries it wide open, and immediately it releases the putrefying smell of rotting and decomp, and sees it's a very small cellar. So one of the men participating in the search named Silas Toll volunteers to go down to check out what is below fucking silas dude i know the goat here (laughs) so immediately regretting this volunteer he just gets that unbearable stench obviously and then he just continues to climb down but realizes that there is a heavy slab inside of the cellar blocking him from seeing what is lying underneath it but what he did find was thick layers of clotted blood all over the cellar there was so much clotted blood, actually, that it seeped through the slab into the crevices of the um, into the dirt below. The whole slab. The whole slab. The oh entire, my God! Entire thing was covered. So this was the main source of the smell. So the men ropes the horses and pulleys, which separated the cabin from its like foundation, unveiling the entirety of the pit that Silas had jumped into and the man began. Uh, the men began just to dig and dig but unfortunately nothing but blood kept coming up.
1: Oh my god.
0: It was that bad. It's not crazy? No, that's
1: fucking insane. <laughs> like literally a
0: pool of blood. So Ed York, brother of missing physician William York, eventually writes in a few hours following the dig and search after news was sent, in, uh, sent to him from Leroy of the search party's uh, current findings in the cabin now the smell of human decay still reeked but no sign of bodies just blood just was throughout the cabin this led to ed york proceeding to search the property himself in case he recognized any you know clues or anything that his brother might have left around so as edward walks through the cabin he's looking uh through uh the already searched items and he sees a horse brittle he specifically recalled belonging to his brother, William, and is immediately struck with the overwhelming feeling that something very, very bad has happened to his brother in the cabin. And he cannot help but wonder if he let the people who own this cabin escape. Now, that might be a little confusing right now, but I promise it'll make sense later. I was going
1: to say, that this, this seems like, you know what? Seems like a stretch, but, like, there's some... Messed up stuff going on in that cabin. That's yeah,
0: for sure. definitely. And now, if you guys are a little confused about what a horse brittle is, because I actually didn't know what that was at first like when I found brick? this. A horse brittle. So a horse brittle is that kind of mask that you put on horses to keep them oh. more tame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's okay. what that is. I, yeah, was, no, I, was, I had I was,
1: no idea. I was just, just <laughs> shit, to be honest.
0: With you. I was confused too. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> So that same day, searchers along with Ed York discovered disturbed soil with an apple orchard and vegetable garden not too far away from the cabin. So they use a metal rod to see if they can hit anything and immediately the rod hit something below. They begin digging right away and beneath the land in a shallow grave, they find human remains. As the search party spreads throughout the area... They realized that there are several areas with freshly laid soil they had not realized was there before. Soon, the man began to realize that they are not just dealing with one or two missing persons, but entire field of murdered and missing victims. Jesus. And it was at that moment, Ed York knew exactly who had been behind this, because only months before, he had himself met these people. These people were known to be the Bloody Benders.
1: No fucking kidding.
0: So, yeah, man, you can man, already see where it they got make, their makes name Makes
1: a lot of sense from the start of the story. You said blood everywhere. We're di- I know we're done. Bodies. I thought they were going to be called the the Johnsons.
0: The Johnsons. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, they di- they dive right in. I dive right into this. Thing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so just a little background, just a little quick history lesson about the time before we go any further. Yeah. Around the time, sorry, around the springtime of 1854, Kansas had just become a new territory in the U.S., and settlers were heading west for Missouri in search for a new land for farming. Families, individuals, and nomads flocked to the Kansas prairies because of a great number of resources perfect for farming, such as clean water, an abundance of forests for timber, and acres of land. Also to comment, slavery became notarized as an institution for the territory. So in May of 1854, the U.S. Congress released the Kansas-Nebraska Act, which was created to allow settlers of Kansas and Nebraska to decide whether or not enslavement would be reinstated as the territories uh, had been already areas of free land. So if I'm not mistaken, Nebraska remained a free state while Kansas was pro-enslavement, of innocent people of color. Now, for a very long time, well into the 1860s and 70s, the drawing feud between Kansas being a free state versus a slave state persisted and made Kansas a huge hub for political debate. This also created a ton of violence, not to mention settlers attempting to protect the communities from guerrilla warfare, because at this time, the Civil War was also in in the works. So. So eventually, in uh, 1861, Kansas deemed itself a free state which ignited what, thousands of civilians in Kansas, losing their lives, leaving an outcome of Kansas in shambles, leaving remaining civilians to rebuild what they had once called home. Terrible. This terrible. No, no. So... Towns did begin to flourish once again, although more and more white settlers started clinging onto Kansas and what it could offer to them. As more of Kansas began to become established by these white settlers, indigenous colonies would just be disrupted. By the 1970s, the U.S. government really just ignored settlements they made with the native tribes and just began building railroads right on top of their land. Just... Yeah, right
1: right smack through everything. Straight
0: through it, yeah. And then Labette County, which is where the story takes place, Mm -hmm. in the 1970s was a beautiful terrain with prairies as far as I could see, but all the while was a messy scene at the same time. So the crime rate around here just grew and grew, and the settlers just entered like crazy. Eventually all the natives of the uh, Osage tribe were forced out, from Nalabic County, which is where we get the name Osage Trail, to Oklahoma. And thanks to the Homestead Act, but not really, in October of 1870, five families moved into the area. Now, real quick before I go on, I just wanted to quickly mention what the Homestead Act is, just in case it's been a minute since history class. Um, The Homestead Act allowed for pretty much settlers and travelers Mostly of white descent. You you were able
1: to claim land.
0: To claim land, yeah, yeah. you were
1: able to claim tens to hundreds of acres
0: a lot. at yeah. once. Oof, a lot by of... just
1: exploring this territory. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's why there was so many people flocking west and you know south and stuff. At yeah, the
0: time. it's crazy too because it was like dirt cheap to just to get land, and it, it was, was like it was next much, to nothing. Yeah, and it was pretty much yeah. like the Homestead Act is pretty much like uh as long as you can make the land like, better they'll let you stay kind of a thing so
1: i mean at, at that point it was a no-brainer for so many people cause, yeah you're you farming know, you're keep, living take, on these poor towns there wasn't
0: much to do about much m-
1: many job opportunities land mm-hmm. or opportunities to go so a lot of people said screw it
0: you am just gonna go let me go yeah.
1: let me go see what's out there
0: that's you know? true yeah Definitely, definitely. With no
1: regard to anyone else.
0: Yeah, they did not care <laughs> no. whatsoever. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah, like I said, five families specifically in LeBec County at the time of October 1870 had moved into the area. They all settled approximately seven miles away from where Sherryvale, Kansas, would later be established. And one of these five families were father and son, John Bender, Sr., who was 60, and John Bender Jr., who was 25, at least approximately 25. Mm-hmm. And they were given a 160-acre plot of land <sighs> facing the Osage Trail.
1: That's a lot of land, folks. That's a ton of land. That's <laughs> a lot of land, folks.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. So now these benders were thought to have been German immigrants, as they were told they had... as. We are told from just archives and such that they had really thick accents. And after a year, to, uh, after a year of building a lock cabin home and barn in 1871, two more benders arrived. This was 55-year-old Avira Bender, who went as Ma, and was uh-huh. also known to be very unfriendly. <laughs> yeah, she has a bad reputation. Ma! Ma! Or Ma, or, or, I'm sorry! Was it Elvira like the mistress or something? I know it's like the mistress of darkness or something i think that was an old tv show
1: i don't know i like the name elvira elvira that's a name right that's there though yeah.
0: so there was her and then we have kate bender who was thought to have been around the age of 20 years old this woman was noted to be a very be- beautiful woman and was a quote self-proclaimed healer and psychic okay so why not take that as you yeah <laughs> So, like I said, they all had what was recognized and thought to be German accents, but no one was for sure. Kate spoke fluent English. She was kind of the family's more prized possession while living in Kansas. John Jr. spoke a little English, but very broken English. And then Ma and Pa were not English speakers whatsoever. So,
1: they just spoke German, or they just spoke with a German
0: accent? German accents, but also kind of German. But the thing is, they were... as we see from the archives and things I've read, yeah. people assume that it was German. I think at the time, I mean, people people around them just were a bit, like... A bit I, to yeah, different languages. Yeah, design, I was going to say, yeah, know? they're probably ignorant to it, so we yeah. don't know for sure if that was German, but apparently... Definitely th- foreign people. Foreign, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So they're definitely from out of town. Um, <laughs> they're not in Kansas. They're not in Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> so just keep in mind... Ultimately, Kate, being most spiritual and most clear with English, was pretty good at drawing in the travelers for the Mm -hmm. most part. So the benders did realize that their cabin was a hotspot for travelers and really began realizing that they could use their geographic location to their benefit. So they decided to split the cabin into two parts so the front of the cabin uh, sorry I'll say this um, in front of the white canvas that divided the cabin would be converted into a general store and a kitchen and a dining table for guests to eat at so travelers traveling along the trail would have a place to rest and eat the other side of the canvas would remain as a living quarter so this would eventually become known as the Bender Inn Bender Inn as in Bender I-N-N like a yeah you get that?
1: <laughs> oh my god, they were like the first uh, bed and breakfast. Bed and you know, breakfast, yeah. yeah. They were like the 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 first. What are they called? Um. Oh my god, I'm blanking right now. Like when it's somebody's house.
0: Oh 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 uh uh uh. Fuck.
1: Uh, why am I blanking
0: right I, now? I know you're, what you're talking, talking about. Like, like, why can I think of what you're saying? I don't
1: know. why I keep thinking Uber. Like, that doesn't make sense.
0: No, Airbnb.
1: A- Airbnb. Yeah, like, like the first Airbnb.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Zillow. Right?
1: No, I think Zill's like
0: apartments. Oh, is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. I think so. Shit. Well, now I know what I'm doing. My next time I travel, I love it. (laughs) But yeah, pretty much like the first Airbnb. I love it. But with a twist. Okay, stay tuned. Yeah, (laughs) no, seriously. So also keep in mind that that white canvas is very important. So it comes back later. Okay. Let's keep that in mind. And also just keep in mind that this, this, uh, In quote unquote was a very very small space so it might sound big but it's a cabin it's literally just a cabin
1: in the woods yeah so it's like yeah
0: cabin on the prairie but yeah let's let's just produce that movie tm (laughs) so it's like
1: five people would be crowded or something yeah so like pretty much
0: like they would have one or two people at most and anything else. Yeah, because be how many people much. are really
1: traveling in the wilderness like that yeah. anyways at that time?
0: Yeah. You know? They would get maybe a couple people right. every so often kind of a thing, so. So, now let me also say this. Going back to old Kate, Kate will, ap- Kate will often travel around Kansas to give curious citizens readings, spiritual lectures, healings, and contacting loved ones. And people ate this shit up. And again, People found her really pretty, so it, it was in her kind of favor to just go around giving these palm readings, readings to people, things like that.
1: Hey, get your bag, girl.
0: She you was know? in her bag. She yeah, was I'm in her bag. I'm not here for it. <laughs> <laughs> and some may think, why didn't more people see Kate's line of work as bullshit, or why didn't they, you know, invalidate her? work or what she preached mm-hmm. many did but around this time spirituality was very huge and was a very big talk uh, topic and people took it seriously like
1: i mean and if you just look at the the time like lots of people had a lot of thoughts on a lot of, a things, lot of things that were a lot of bullshit <laughs> let's be honest folks
0: good point well
1: I'm, I'm glad to be living in the time i am even though it's complicated it, it would have been a lot worse back then. No. Let's be honest. You have
0: a point there. That is so true. So, anywho, I had just briefly mentioned how the Osage Trail that the Indians took uh, in order to vac- vacate Labbit County was the trail that was soon also used for all travelers. And being that this trail wasn't super far from the Bender's Inn, they definitely knew what were they were doing and just had the benefit of the doubt to start pulling in anyone they needed to pass by. Who passed by, at least. So many travelers would start getting sick or just dying from malnutrition or dehydration. So it was the perfect reason to start Bender's business. Many neighboring counties would understand that travelers would also get sick or even die from traveling the Osatch Trail. But eventually, the record of missing persons on this trail just significantly increased. And heads really started to turn. Because people are like... I I mean, if it's
1: that drastic, even back then, people are going to be like... Wait a second. Yeah. You know? Something's fishy Because obviously, like, yeah, we didn't have, like, vaccines yeah. and things to protect you back then. People putting on dirty bandages, ripped off their clothes, you know, and all that. But... Uh,
0: when the it... Neighbor, when yeah. it jumps
1: up, like, 20%, yeah. like, That's we're going to people... be like, yo, where's little Jimmy, you know? Like, <laughs> where's little we, Jimmy? We got to
0: find this dude. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly my point. And so... People really became worried, and especially in May of 1871, mm-hmm. after a corpse of a man was found in Drum Creek, which will later be named Montgomery Creek in Kansas. He would be found with his skull crushed in and his throat split. Ooh, so That's uh, not good. Yeah. By February 1872, two more men would be found with the same exact specific injuries, crushed skulls, and slit throats. By fall of 1872 travelers really started to disappear left and right the news of missing travelers really started to spread and would not sit too well with the travelers even vigilante mobs would just start arresting innocent random men but what really caught the attention of nearby counties was the disappearance of a man named George Newton Lonker or Long, Lonker. they spelled differently if you read really check it okay so he went missing on his way from Independence, Kansas to Iowa. At the time of his disappearance, he had been also traveling with his 18-month-old daughter, Marianne. They were both never seen alive after being seen traveling along the Osage Trail.
1: Jesus.
0: Yeah. Not a fan of... Not a fan of kid stuff, but... Oh my God. it Yeah. No. Yeah. So in March of 1873... A little under a year later, we are then brought to the physician that was mentioned at the beginning, Dr. William Henry York. William York was also known, sorry, William York was also from Independence, Kansas, and was very popular as a physician that everyone loved and adored. He can even go to a neighboring town and people would know who he was. And he had eventually set out to find George Schlonker and his daughter, Mary Ann, who were his neighbors. So William would question homesteaders and travelers along the Osage Trail. And after getting off a train, he eventually made his way to Fort Scott, also in Kansas. On that search on Fort Scott, he actually identified a wagon and horse belonging to the uh, to Lonker that Lork actually sold to him prior to his move with his daughter. And York is just asking around. He's like, hey, you know.
1: Does anyone know anything about this?
0: Yeah. Does anyone know, like. <laughs> who these
1: yeah, who, where the people are that Yeah, they've been missing and I I know what that is. Yeah. You
0: know? And no one had answers. No one knew. No one saw anything. It's just the craziest thing. Yeah. So York had no such luck finding either of where their whereabouts were, and he eventually just took a horse back to the route home to independence. But halfway, some say that he may have gotten tired or wanted to question people that owned a cabin he was passing by. Oh no! So a witness, Mr. York, no. Yeah. So a witness later recounted seeing York getting off a horse, knocking on the door, went inside, and that was the last time he ever be seen alive. So if that's not telling, I don't know what is. Yeah. <laughs> Shout
1: out, Mr. York, though you know.
0: You know, great guy. Try
1: to do the right thing.
0: I would like to hope that if I ever, and Lord forbid I ever go missing, my neighbors would go looking for me.
1: Right. We all need a Mr. York in our life. <laughs> we That's really all too. I'm saying.
0: Oh, God. So, killing anyone, obviously, is a big no-no.
1: Thank you, Kendall.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, you're welcome. If
1: you guys didn't know, <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's frowned upon in most societies. Thank you.
0: But, killing the well-respected and highly cared-for physician who just goes missing was where the benders really just fucked up i mean that's
1: that's gonna turn heads yeah at that point definitely. anything turned heads at this point they'll be like where the fuck is mr york yeah yeah
0: where's my physician?
1: if he's known in like <laughs> i mean it's crazy if he's known in that many different areas at that time in this country when it's just territories that that's like that's the guy that's a that's big boss right there. That's, yeah, you know like, he's, he's the dude. He's definitely
0: he's the guy to go to, and he,
1: he's like LeBron James of physicians at that point, you know.
0: And the crazy part is, not only was not only was uh, William York very widely known, mm-hmm. but he had two brothers that were also higher ups and very well respected. His brothers were Colonel Edward York who, if you remember, he was also the guy that was looking for his brother at the beginning of this story. Yeah. And also, Senator of Kansas, Alexander York. Big names. Big okay, names. Okay, so
1: like they're that family. They're
0: that family.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then shit really hit the fan after this.
0: Ooh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so immediately after William York went missing, Colonel York started investigating and started looking throughout Webbitt County right away. One of the first homesteaders that he would actually question was the Benders. Ooh. So, <laughs> so during this meeting, the Benders denied, denied, denied whole way through. They denied ever acknowledge or uh, ever knowledge of meeting William New York or knowing his whereabouts. A newspaper from the time described the interaction with Ma Bender being a hag. <laughs> That set oh, quiet my. and gloomy, pretending that she could under not understand English or speak Spanish, uh, speak English. I almost said Spanish. Pa, on the other hand, just said nothing at all. Kate Bender smirked at Ed with an evil eye, and denied William ever coming to or Ooh, in contact. With I don't the like Kate no more. Yeah, we don't like. Kate. I don't like Kate. <laughs> John Jr. then spins a story suggesting that Ed's brother may have been met with foul play at a remote location near Drum Creek, where John Jr. had claimed, quote-unquote, that he was shot around the same time Ed claimed that his brother went missing. And he says, "It it must be the same people that shot me around the same time.
1: Oh, he fucked up.
0: Yeah. And now, if you specifically remember, Drum Creek was also where a body was found.
1: Yeah. So... He fucked up.
0: Mentioning that, big no-no. No. <laughs> but, with hardly any evidence to suggest otherwise, Colonel Atwork really had no option but to leave the Benders in peace.
1: He had to be suspicious, though. But
0: he was definitely suspicious. Some shit was definitely happening here.
1: Like, after talking to those people, I'd be like...
0: Huh... Yeah.
1: Okay. okay. <laughs> this is
0: this is fucked. Definitely. So only a short few weeks later, on April, or sorry, in April of 1873, Colonel Ed York returned to the Bender Inn, confronting the family that a woman had escaped and fell victim to Avira or Ma, when she threatened her with knives and pistols. Ooh. The victim claimed that she barely escaped, so Ed kept fiercely suggesting that they were liable, but Ed knew Ma couldn't understand English, but all of a sudden, Ma stands up and she says, quote, get off my house. I did nothing wrong.
1: Oh, Ma. No, <laughs> you, you fucked up, Ma.
0: Ed knew there was much more to this family than what they were letting on.
1: I mean, obviously at that point, he knew they lied. Yeah. At that point, oh, they yeah. like, the, like, Ma is this is Ma's hiding shit. Uh, wait, like, Ma, I thought you couldn't speak Ma! English. Where did this come from? And well, <laughs> we don't even know about Pa yet. So, like, oh, you know, he's, know. he's probably oh, all man. fucked up. At that point, I'd be like, where the fuck is my brother? You oh,
0: know? know? Oh, yeah. And then luckily for the benders, because of Kate, they managed to charm Ed. And she told him. I have psychic power. Uh, I have psychic abilities, and if you come back without your men here, I will help you find your brother.
1: Kay's gonna kill Eddie, isn't he? Uh, my boy Ed. <laughs>
0: well, I'll spoiler. Ed's fine. It's okay. He doesn't go anywhere. Oh my god! It's okay. He's okay, good.
1: Ed's not completely dumb, guys.
0: <laughs> Ed's not completely done. Can't say the same for the brother, but we'll get there. We'll no. get there. <laughs> Well, during the same time, the local township organized a town meeting um, at Harmony Grove Schoolhouse, where officials attended, including Colonel Ed York, and locals of the area had come, as well as Pa and John Bender, Jr. At the meeting, some had believed that Dr. William York's disappearance was the doing of the Osage tribe, which... Typical assumptions for the time, I guess. Whatever. No, they're,
1: they're not us. So it must have been them. Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. Bullshit. It's no one yeah. that.
0: It's no one. We. None of us. It's, it's them. It's gotta be. It's gotta yeah, be. Okay. The innocent tribes not the that we kicked cr- out. Crazy
1: people who can speak English actually and <sighs> got blood stains all. No, it couldn't be.
0: Oh no, couldn't be them at all. No. So. While these assumptions did let on, officials agreed to obtain search warrants for every property along the route that Dr. William York would have t- uh, traveled, and only days later, a local noticed animals on the Bender's property that looked to be either dead or starving. So elected township official, Leroy Dick, was sent to the Cabin, where 75 men later came, and he then sent... To fetch Colonel at York to come help him check the area. So we've now come full circle, <laughs> right?
1: Which makes it a lot more sense now because, like at the beginning, I'm like, "What? Seventy five people like <laughs> to search this? Like, I feel like they don't even do that today. Like, oh, like seventy five yeah. people, you but would like have to really. I mean, like hundred ten a... acres, though. Right? It's a
0: big land. Like, yeah, you... yeah. They they did eventually, you know, rile up enough men to come to this well i mean obviously the,
1: the the town knew something was fucking up oh
0: yeah definitely and now if you can remember from the last 30 minutes we started where leroy had sculpted up the house with the search party they found a ton of clotted blood underneath the house and a trap door leading to a cellar underneath the kitchen table they found no bodies. at york showed up Eventually, goes down to Moss Apple Orchard and Kate's uh, vegetable garden, where the dirt looked freshly plowed. After digging, they found what was indeed the body of Doctor William York.
1: Oh, William!
0: His body was found face down in a very shallow grave, and the back of his head had been smashed in, and his throat had been slit.
1: And he must have been in that cellar when Ed was there.
0: Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. So, on that same day, seven more bodies were found in the garden, or in the orchard, with the same M.O. The victims had the throat slit open, their heads... Uh, sorry. The <laughs> victims had the throat slit open, and their heads were caved in. And it looked like it must have been through a hammer, or by a hammer, at least.
1: Yeah, I mean, at that point, you know it's... It has uh, to be. Not, it's not a bear. It's not yeah. a mountain lion. It's people. It's, it is. It is the worst thing. It is it is people. The benders. The fucking benders, dude.
0: And ooh, kind of weird enough. Some of the bodies were even is uh, indecently mutilated, which suggests oh no genital mutilation. So. The only body different from the rest had been the body of a infant, who we can probably guess was little Marianne.
1: The 18-month-old. Mm-hmm. No. Who had previously gone
0: missing with her father. She was no. found buried beside her father George, George's feet, and it is said that her body was unharmed, therefore it is suggested that she may have been buried alive. That, that,
1: that doesn't, that's... Terrible. That doesn't mean anything good. Uh, I know. (laughs) That is suggested. The the vendors are so humane.
0: Yeah. They don't. My God. No, it is suggested, so I don't want to believe that she was buried. I want to believe that. Oh, I don't want to believe anything, but I want to at least hope that it wasn't being buried alive that killed this infant. I mean,
1: in any case, that was (sighs) an infant that was alive. It and, was alive. You know, then and, yeah. you know, whether it was suffocation or being buried alive or anything, like they killed her.
0: They killed this poor poor child who had no life to live. And not even a chance. Huh. It just these child deaths, man, they get me. They really do. So her father uh, William, right? George. 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 Okay. So William went to look for George, his was, neighbor. Okay, and, and William these was, are his.
1: it was the brother of Ed. Okay, Got, Gotcha.
0: Yep, you caught up. So, her father was beat in the back of the head with his throat slit and stripped bare. And I hope by now it's evident that this was a murderous family of four that were the reason for many travelers was missing if it wasn't already. It wasn't the Osage tribe. So shocker i mean it was all on
1: their land yeah it was all on their
0: land like i said
1: and at this point like you said before um the cabin was abandoned right Mm -hmm. the family wasn't there
0: nope not at all
1: not suspicious at all
0: now when the bodies had been recovered from the land a lot of the bodies were intact while others found just limbs and body parts
1: oh my god
0: being that it's the 1800s, they couldn't just use DNA testing to identify the bodies the way we could today. So they had to literally just go by way of the reports that were filed for missing persons reports. In the and, area and just yeah, for Yeah, the correlate them that way. Yeah, you just
1: an arm at that point. With the, yeah. What are you going to do?
0: If it was by the arm or yeah. like if it was... Based on, you know, the jewelry or the clothes they were wearing. Yeah, that's you had to do your best.
1: What's someone going to say? Yeah. That's
0: Jimbo's arm. No, I yeah. they would know anywhere. They wouldn't know, know that, no, yeah. No, you have no
1: idea. Then that's <sighs> sickening.
0: This is so tragic. Jeez. So according to various sources, 12 bodies were for sure discovered. And the victims found were. James Furick William Jones. William York. Henry McKinney. Benjamin Brown uh John Phipps William McRotney George Lonker Mary Ann Lonker and John/Peter Boyle now these are just a few of the volunteers I mean sorry a few of the victims that were found it's suggested that there are m- many more that have been on this territory or, I mean, sorry territory yeah. of this lands
1: how long have they been there for and how big that land is
0: now that's the that's the crazy part because keep in mind everyone who's digging up people right now yeah. are not investigators they're simply just people coming to help. Like well, yeah, just, I mean they
1: don't have like a whole unit at that point. Yeah, they probably got one sheriff, one deputy, or
0: and that's anything
1: it. like that. And you know the rest of it are just like people with their rifles volunteering. You know. Yeah,
0: and keep in mind they found they literally found most of these bodies by sticking like. the the metal yeah yeah, pipes down in the ground to see they have no
1: idea how far this goes then yeah there's no way of knowing
0: so it's suggested that there may be as many as 20 more than 21 victims total but um it's it's hard to say now i just want to kind of go over some of the victims um, because I did find some evidence or some information about who these victims were, not okay. all of them. But we know Benjamin, Benjamin Brown was one. He was identified with a silver ring on his finger by a friend of his that traded horses with him once shortly before his disappearance. William McRodney, who was traveling to Independence from Cedarville, Kansas, to make a claim on his land and it was said that he did not have a ton of money on him at the time of his disappearance. Henry McKinney, who was a victim that lived in Indiana and was just simply traveling to visit his sister in Independence. Unfortunately, he was traveling by foot and, again, hardly had any cash. Johnny Boyle slash Peter Boyle. I don't know which name is right because I kept finding different sources with both different names. But his body was the most unrecognizable and the only person that recognized him was his widowed wife, who only recognized them because of the shirt he wore. And she recognized that shirt because she actually handed it that shirt for him.
1: Yeah, so if anyone That's knows. painful. Yeah, that's <laughs> horrible.
0: So, any other unknown or unclaimed bodies had just been respectfully laid to rest in Independence, Kansas, and just given the respected ceremonies, which is heartbreaking to hear. Cannot imagine. Being a Chando or Chain unable to be with my family during that kind of. Oh, just so sad.
1: Yeah, and they, they'd never know. They never know. I mean, what's crazy to me that you just kind of pointed out, though, about these victims is this clearly wasn't a money grab. No. They weren't robbing people. No. These were just straight up monsters.
0: Straight up monsters.
1: Like, these weren't people, like, you know, not that I'm saying it's better.
0: No, they were robbing the same, people,
1: yeah. but it's just like. You know, to quote Batman, some people just want to watch the world burn, you know? Yeah,
0: it's true. Some people, people are just too.
1: terrible. This is kind of... Uh, and to find a whole family like that.
0: It's crazy because, I mean, at first I was kind of like, oh, this reminds me a lot of our first story that we uh, covered, me and Brie covered, which was H.H. Uh, H. H. Holmes. Yeah. Because, you know, he, you know, killed a lot of people put them in this dungeon, but, but like he unlike, insurance
1: frauds for yeah. him and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, he as fucked as he was, he was, you know, benefiting from it in a certain way. And that was it seemed to be always his end game. Whereas you know you know,
0: these people just did it, it, to it do was it. just
1: straight up Welcome to our cabin. Yeah.
0: Prepare literally die. It reminds me of um I think you say you didn't see it yet, but um it's this movie called House of a Thousand Corpses, I recently... Uh, yeah, no, I haven't yeah. seen it
1: yes, so. But um,
0: that is a drop zombie film, and it's kind of, it reminds me of it because I guess more of an updated version, like a 80s version of it, mm-hmm. uh, because um, that story kind of takes place with, like, these friends that are going to this, like, I don't know, somewhere or whatever, but they happen to break down on the road, and this family of, like, four or five people are all crazy as hell, and they they seem nice at seem first nice and then
1: you know and then all of a sudden one night in you know
0: half their friends are getting you yeah. know killed and
1: and you know. i and i i said this to Kendall earlier i i swear i've heard this story about this family before or i've seen like a representation of it in a movie
0: it has to be i
1: don't remember what movie though it's been killing me this whole episode we
0: have to look that up afterwards. i really
1: i was trying to look up oh
0: my god wait i wanna I was trying right to look up, up some
1: of the names you were telling me and
0: oh my! it god. has to be a movie like how it, let's see okay well there is one movie it's called bender and now that looks like it's based off of this but it doesn't seem like a huge film or anything but yeah like you said I'm sure there has to be something out there about this because... Or at least referencing it. Yeah. Like,
1: like even slightly.
0: Because there's... This is a... I mean, I think this is literally one of the first family of serial killers in America. And it's a
1: crazy story, really. And it's like, you know, Wild West, you set the scene way back when. Mm -hmm. You know? It's it's a different time. Yeah. I'm sure it's referenced. I don't remember. I think it's in a Leo movie. You know, I don't remember which one or I like don't know a Leo if it was Leo, movie or maybe it was um God what was that movie where uh, you know I think I think, where, where it was I was it Morgan Freeman was it not Morgan Freeman but uh
0: I know what you're talking about there
1: was like a like four or five big name actors in it and it was kind of like a comedy
0: you're not talking about the Django are you
1: no not Django but like it was like kind of like a comedy hmm. and there's not no country for old men, but it's like four or five big name actors in this movie, and they all end up in this. In this cabin.
0: Yeah. Oh, 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 oh! You're talking about the um um, um Tarantino film. Yes,
1: um, I can't remember the name. What is that
0: movie. Hold on, I want to look this up too.
1: <laughs> I think that's what I've been talking about this entire time.
0: You know, I think you're onto something. I think that might be like at least influenced right oh my gosh wait
1: because the people in that in that movie like the people who had the cabin were crazy if i remember correctly the
0: hateful eight the hateful eight yes, yes. oh i wonder oh huh yeah that that might be you never know huh that's cool uh that's interesting at least Wow, and that was around the Civil War era, too and everything. So, yeah. Definitely a good honestly, movie by the way if you guys haven't seen it. That's a really great movie. Wow, great connection. I didn't even think about that. Oh
1: my I'm so glad we remembered it because yeah, it's been bugging my brain for I know exactly a long what you're time talking
0: about. That was a good movie. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, we got a little off course for a minute. <laughs> so the question still remains, where the hell did the Benders flee off to and what happened in the Benders' end? Well, I found the perfect summary from Crime Reads that I just couldn't pass up. Thought it was a perfect summary. And this is what it said. Quote. It is believed that guests were given the seat of honor at a dining table, which backed up against the canvas. Remember the right canvas? Mm -hmm. Divider and was positioned over the trap door to the cellar. Once their victim was sitting... One of the men would knock the visitor out with a hammer from behind on the other side of the curtain. One of the women would then slit the victim's throat to make sure they were dead, for good measure. The body would then be dropped through the trapdoor, stripped, and later buried or dismembered. Though some victims were wearing valu- valuables or carrying cash, a lack of targeting suggests that benders killed just for the thrill, like you said, not for the money. Around a dozen bullet holes were also found in the cabin, likely from victims who tried to fight back. One of the few items found in the cabin was a Bible with notes in German, which identified John Jr. as John Gebhardt. Gub, Gub, I think it's Gehart. Not sure. This was, as well as reports from neighbors, suggesting that John Jr. and Kate may have actually been a couple instead of a brother or sister. In fact, it is now believed that none of the four were actually named Bender, and that the only mother and daughter were related. Evira is thought to have been born in Amira Mark in Ultradak Mountains, and to have been had multiple children and husbands, some say who died of head injuries. Before she took up the Bender alias. So John Sr. was likely born John finnick I think it's Finneker. Before immigrating from Germany or the Netherlands. And Kate Bender as Avira's fifth child, Eliza Griffith. Which was her real name.
1: Crazy.
0: So in a whim, they're basically saying that everything's bullshit. And you could have just been... Whoever, you, you,
1: whoever the fuck you wanted yeah. back then. You could have just been like... Pretty
0: much. Yeah, my so, name is
1: Jeremy now. Right? <laughs> Literally. And I kill people. Just kidding, I'm Kevin. I just think and that's Jeremy crazy. Jeremy people, you know? and I'm Kevin.
0: <laughs> what really just gives me chills is just to think that you're going into this cabin, right? You just, walk, you just walked or rode a horse for And you've been going miles. for like... A, yeah. And you're finally like, oh, here's a house. Let me pay for some food. Let me pay. Some, maybe yeah. rest my head. I'm tired. You're sitting at this right. table, and they're and you're nice ready to eat. Yeah. yeah, they're feeding you and everything. Next thing you know, you're getting hit in the back of the head. Your slit's get your throat's getting slit, and then they pull a lever, unveiling a trap door, and you're just bleeding out. And then the next person comes in. Next person comes in, like it's nothing. That's insane to me. Insane to me that. That and man, then fucking happened. and then
1: kate's going around like i could speak to your dead relatives because i
0: killed them oh she's full of shit yeah, yeah she definitely is and there there was one thing i also wanted to, i wrote down on paper i had also found that the location where the apple orchard and vegetable garden was once known today was called or is called today hell's half acre which is also the name of the novel i had read for this story by susan Jonasus, which is a really good read you guys should check it out and I also found that anthropologists even today that have studied the Benders for years are confident that there are still bodies undiscovered buried beneath the surface of the land that Benders once owned.
1: A hundred percent. Hundred percent. You said it yourself how they tried to find the bodies. Yeah. And like we don't know how long that family was there for and if they killed just that many people and that many first grades. Definitely, is, you think they just happened to start right around they got caught? Yeah,
0: no, not a, not a chance. No. It just it, that also gives me chills thinking like this, this we have quote no unquote idea. family must have been doing this for, for years long. before they. Even I mean, they were. I know it's Kansas. it's
1: messed up to state, but they were good at it.
0: They were. They they really they were, were good, good at, at it. it.
1: That's how they evaded. They fooled question. everybody. They really did. After a while, like, if they weren't good at it, people were like, hey, don't go to that cabin.
0: Yeah. And that's to just keep, keep, keep the horse going. Yeah. And as to the question, where, where did they go after this? I, that's crazy. No one knows. Who knows if they, they just vanished. went up and did it
1: somewhere else. I'm sure. Or even did. if they split up and, you know, kept doing it on their own. We don't know.
0: No. Nope. Yeah. And, the, and the world and was, the, the,
1: the states were so wild at that point. Like, There was no way of ever getting any information about that, really.
0: Nope. Nope. They just had to go by way of ear. Um, I think I found a couple sources that said that, you know, after that whole thing happened and they finally understood it was the Benders this whole time, Mm -hmm. uh, there were a couple sightings. I think uh, they quote-unquote saw, or some witnesses say that they saw the Benders, or at least the Ma and Daughter. Um, in Michigan at the time, um, trying to escape from the United States up into Canada. Um, others say that they had seen sightings of the benders um, overseas back in Germany. So, who knows? But as far as we know, they... Yeah, because they
1: could have changed their name again.
0: Vanished you know, in thin vin- vin- air. Yeah, they were yeah. never found again. And so this, this case doesn't have justice, unfortunately, for that sake. But... Luckily, they you know found out that this happened so we can tell the story today
1: uh, so, and, and, and then that it stopped at least in that area
0: it just stopped in that area yeah. yeah so yeah that is the chilling case of the Benders or I'm sorry the bloody Benders and I hope you guys really like that one because that was that was an interesting one <laughs> I always like to bring it back to these bloody crime stories so thank you Chris yeah thank you Chris for giving us this, this story and i i don't have a i don't think i've gotten any um listener suggestions yet but if you guys have any listener suggestions you got time just send them in and just let me know so Racy can reach us on instagram we are wtlgo podcast you can find me at this is kendall hudson you can find brie at brianna underscore dorian you can find i don't I don't know. <laughs> you can find me at SimonJK98. There we go. Okay. And then Facebook is when the likes go out. Twitter, WTLGO podcast. Email us at WTLGO inquiries at gmail.com. Our YouTube is WTLGO podcast. Flip I did not you th- guys
1: were on YouTube yet. Awesome. Yeah,
0: we are on YouTube now. Awesome. Um, it's just our thumbnails, picture, and everything, but we're. We're on there,
1: so... Yeah, I've had a lot of customers asking about it.
0: Yeah, good, you good. You know I've been talking about it Yes, time. yeah. Oh, perfect. You know, you, you always do us so much justice. Uh, I you know I you. love you guys. I love this podcast. Listen. Listen. <laughs> and then feel free to DM, comment, or email any stories you have. Paranormal, etc. We also like to feature our listeners' stories as well. So if you guys know of anyone in your family if you know anyone of your friends tell them do you have a good chilling story you like to tell someone tell them to write it send it to us you got it there and i'll put it in the show notes if you guys can't remember you know any of the information i just said i want to thank you guys all so much for supporting and listening we really appreciate what you guys are sending our way what you guys are doing to support us we're just excited to see where the scene goes, and um, I'm just so happy that, you know, I have Simon here, too, to help out with the show. Cause I'm just
1: happy to be here, and, uh, you know, these these guys do a really good job. Thank and you. with any store you send into, you know they're going to do the research and give you the bottom line, as <laughs> chilling and messed up as it may be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, please continue to support them. I'm just happy to be here because... I love the show so much. Not just because I love these guys. Aw, we and the
0: show love you too. (laughs) So
1: like I said, please continue to support and listen. Because it's just going to keep on getting better, guys.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Definitely. You guys stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening. And with that, we will see you next when the lights
1: goes out. See ya. Have a happy Thanksgiving, bitches. Happy Thanksgiving.